The following has been recorded at Cairn University. Any reproduction of this recording without the express permission of the university is prohibited. Well, let me add my welcome to uh, what Andrew said. It is, it is good to see you. And uh, when you are a part of student life and there's not very many students around, uh, it's nice. I think I'm right in saying it's nice kind of through May. And then it's like, what's going on? And so it's great to have you guys back. I know student leaders uh, came back, some on the 12th, and we had a student leader retreat uh, together, which was good. I really enjoyed that. Fall athletes moved back in. So there's been a lot happening over the last couple weeks. Uh, But to look out yesterday and just see everybody there uh, in the fitness center or in the gym. We weren't in the fitness center. But uh, to see you guys out there, uh, it's good. And then to see and hear you in here Uh, That just really does my heart good, and so welcome back. Uh, Just a couple other announcements. I have a little devotional that I just want to share with us, but a couple more announcements as we get into that. Um, The handbook. I just want to turn your attention to the handbook to be mindful of that. Those things that that you've agreed to by coming here as a Cairn student. Uh, So look back those things. I'm not going to go through all of the dress code and all of the, the stuff. I just would ask that you would look at that and that you would respect that. Uh, Our student leadership team, uh, as they talk with you about some of those things, if they need to, uh, I just ask that you would treat them with respect uh, and do that. And uh, that way just really would become the community that the Lord wants us to be. Uh, Also, in light with that, there's uh, been a few changes with the Title IX uh, structure and committee. Uh, So if you're Concerned about that, curious about that. For the most part, everything is the same. Um, But in November, the Biden administration is going to uh, reveal their regulation changes. And so there probably will be some some things that uh, we put out to you as how that changes the way that we're uh, supposed to do things uh, following the the government's instruction and requirements uh, and compliance with all of that. But the main thing is, is that if there's anything that you see or experience that's of concern to you, know that you can go to the student portal uh, and that other health and behavior, there are uh, opportunities to report something that's there, uh, a behavioral intervention. If you're just concerned about somebody, they just don't seem to be who they were before. They've withdrawn or something's going on. Uh, you can fill that out. It just comes to us uh, confidentially and allows us to step in. Uh, and to help out with that. So any of those types of things that are there, know that you can go uh, to the website, the student portal, portal uh, and you can submit a form stack that we can follow up on. So just having that to care for each other. Uh, also, just want to let you know that we uh, signed, uh, it's officially it's called a Memo of Understanding with Choice One. Uh, they are a faith-based ministry here in town, does a lot with uh, uh, crisis pregnancies, uh, but they have expanded their areas into uh, dealing with sexual assault and some of those things and the follow-up and the counseling uh, that goes along with that. Um, And so uh, Amy from Choice One came out during Welcome Week and uh, spoke with all the new students about uh, intimate partner violence and some of those things that go on. Uh, And so uh, if that's something that is of uh, interest or uh, you would like to get connected with that, just come and see me, uh, and I can help you get connected with Choice One. Of course, we have the Oasis uh, Center here, uh, and for you as students, uh, for you to be able to visit there uh, four times uh, for free, and then if it needs to extend beyond that, 
uh, you can come and talk with me and, and we'll figure out what that looks like. But want to help you out in that regard. Uh, something else that uh, is going to be updated, uh, just as a regard to social media, uh, it doesn't really affect all of you individually as students, but clubs and orgs, as you guys put together things, if you want to have social media out there, uh, just because you are, in a way, representing Karen with that, uh, we just ask you to do two things. First of all, if you would see Jess Van Eerden uh, in Student Life, just make sure you're not doing something that's being duplicated uh, or being redundant there. Just kind of get her help and guidance on that. But then we also want that to go through marketing. Uh, and so they're kind of responsible for making sure that communication that's going out from Karen is uh, consistent with who we are uh, and saying the things that we would like to be uh, said. And so if if that's an interest to you, that you're looking to do something like that, if you can just check with those individuals before you uh, go crazy out there. Um, policy is available if you want to look that over, if you're really into policies and those kinds of things. Uh, but anyway, just be aware of that and just make sure you're checking things out before you jump in. The other thing about social media last year, uh, just some tough times that we had uh, as a school together of dealing with some things that went online. Um, I just would really ask you to, to take the lead to confront one another uh, and just help nip that thing in the bud. Uh, we just, we can get so mean uh, and so poisonous on social media, uh, and sometimes it seems like it's, it's a different realm. It doesn't really count because it's, it's not me saying it, um, but I think probably most of us ex have experienced something where it hurt and hurt deep. Uh, to have something said about us or a response that was uh, sent to us for something that we posted, uh, the way that we uh, care and treat each other uh, just needs to be exemplary uh, as we represent the Lord uh, in this institution. So be mindful of that, uh, and uh, let's step up our game uh, in how we um, deal with things that pop up on social media that shouldn't be there. Uh, and then uh, one more thing that's... Uh, in the handbook this year that's new. Uh, with AI that's out there, uh, presents a new opportunity and challenge uh, for all of us as far as how we do our academic work. And uh, we represent ourselves uh, with the work that we're doing. So if you're not familiar with AI and chat, GBT, and all that stuff that's out there, um, that policy is written for you to know that that's there. It's a tool that can be used. But you need to talk with your professor. You need to engage with them so that you're not uh, letting somebody else do work that you're then saying, I did this. Yeah, you may have clicked the buttons on the computer, but that's not your work and your original thoughts. And so um, just, uh, again, be mindful of who you're representing, uh, where you are and whose you are, uh, that when you do your academic work, you represent uh, the Lord uh, and you... Uh, Become a person of integrity, our mission statement. Men and women of character, uh, the last phrase that's in our mission statement. That's what we're trying to develop. And in the midst of that, uh, honoring Christ and representing him. Uh, so just be mindful of that policy. Check it out. Uh, and then, as always, if you're doing an assignment for class, if you have questions, concerned, you don't want to do something by mistake, just talk with your professor, uh, and they'll be glad to, to help you with that. They had... Uh, a lot of meetings last year, workshop over the summer, and just talking about that. Uh, so uh, then as we step into the semester, uh, just to be mindful that a lot of your classmates are, are stepping into athletic competition pretty quick, 
Uh, we've got some things coming up, and so supporting our Highlander friends that are out there, men's soccer this Friday, 3.30, uh, women uh, soccer next Tuesday, 7 p.m. Uh, these are all home games, uh, their first home game. Women's volleyball next Wednesday at 7, so Tuesday at 7 for women's soccer, Wednesday at 7 for women's volleyball. Uh, and then September 16th, uh, the cross-country team is going to be hosting the United East preview meet. Uh, and so that'll be hosted on our campus. If you're not aware, uh, over the summer, uh, we went from Colonial Conference, and there was a merger of two, and now we're part of the United East, and several other schools uh, have joined our uh, NCAA Division III conference. Uh, and so we'll have some new conference competitors, some ones that were rivals in the past that weren't in our conference. They are now in our conference, so you'll want to be out there to support uh, your friends, classmates, as they compete. Lots of other activities they'll be unfolding. Uh, the music department, uh, some great stuff they did last year. Uh, and so hopefully, as Andrew said, we'll roll out that app and that'll keep you up to date on all those things uh, that are going on. And so just really want you to engage. Uh, again, as, as Andrew emphasized, uh, the things that uh, Ben and Sam, Jenilyn and Gianna are going to be uh, taking the lead on the initiatives uh, for spiritual life on campus. Uh, it just does me so good. Student life can program it, um, but when you guys just do it organically uh, of your own accord, whether it's something that's spiritual that you do through them or not, when we hear about those things and find out groups that are reading scripture together, memorizing scripture, praying together, worshiping together, uh, that, just, um, that just encourages us so much. Uh, and it's so important. So we just, again, just encourage you to engage, uh, be a part of what God is doing on this campus, uh, and be there for each other. Um, and then just by way of devotional, uh, on Monday when uh, Dr. Williams shared from Matthew 16, uh, I was uh, at our church. I'm in a men's Bible study. We've been going through the book of Romans as a church. Uh, and so we're in Romans 11. And so uh, for... Bible study tomorrow night, I was reading over the notes. Someone just kind of puts out some questions that were there, was reading through that. And I was just kind of struck um, by a little parallel uh, between the two passages. And so I just want to put that in front of us um, uh, just for us to think about of, of what the Lord is doing. Uh, I had a difficult summer in some ways. I had an amazing summer in other ways. And so if you were to say, hey, Rick, what did you do over your summer? I would say, I became a grandfather. Uh, and so, uh, uh, my daughter Amy and her husband Hunter had Hunter Boyce Hollifield II, aka Bo. Uh, and so Patty and I are absolutely thrilled and rejoicing. Uh, it was tough. Uh, when he was born, um, Amy had a really, really difficult delivery, and he was in the birth canal for a long time. Uh, I could not go back in there. Um, uh, just with uh, COVID still phasing out, the two moms uh, were in there in the delivery room. But uh, Patty came out, or well, she called me and said Bo was just white um, and uh, had had uh, blood and oxygen that had been cut off, and they were very concerned. And so he immediately was taken to the NIC unit. Um, Amy, poor Amy, uh, didn't really even get to see or touch her son. Uh, he was just whisked away. 
Um, but very thankfully, throughout that week as he was in the NIC unit and they began to do tests and things, uh, test after test revealed like there was nothing uh, that was there. But it was still a tough time for me of just saying, Lord, what are you doing? Uh, and asking the question why of God for my poor little girl, uh, all that she dealt with, and now she's not even able to hold her own son. Uh, and so just kind of those thoughts as I was reading through uh, the passage in Romans, uh, but as Dr. Williams was uh, sharing on Monday, how wishy-washy we can be uh, as followers of Christ. And so if, you're, uh, if you remember the passage that Dr. Williams shared, uh, Matthew chapter 16, uh, Jesus and the disciples had just gone into Caesarea Philippi, uh, and uh, people are like wondering who this Jesus is. Who is this guy? And so there's this conversation. Uh, well, who do people say that I am? Well, some think that you're Jeremiah. Some think you're Elijah. John the Baptist. Maybe one of the other prophets. These people are spilling that out. And, and Jesus says, well, who do you say uh, that I am? And our man Peter, never reluctant to spill it out, says, you're the Christ. You're the son of the living God. And Jesus commends him, you know, flesh and blood could not reveal that to you. Uh, and so there's just this great thing. And I think we all, in a way, just kind of wish it could just stop right there. But then Jesus begins to talk about the things that he needed to do, that he needed to suffer and go to the cross. And Peter's like, whoa, 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 no, never. We're not going to let that happen to you. Please, no. And steps out of this great mindset, flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you, but Peter... Flesh and blood is revealing this to you. And so, you know, I think we all kind of lived through Peter and just been like, oh, man, why did I say that in class? Or someone said something and I responded flippantly. And it's just like, how can I be on my game at one moment and then over here be such a bonehead? And so Peter just models that for us so perfectly uh, and just helps us resonate with Scripture uh, and so as I was looking at Romans uh, and going through that, let me just read uh, this passage and, and just make the parallel for you. So this is Romans 11, uh, if you want to follow along. Uh, right at the end, verse 33. Oh, the depths of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor? Or who has given a gift to him that he might be repaid? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. So if you take verse 33 and verse 36, there's just good step. The depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God that's there. And then the for him and to him and through him. All of those things. So good. But then there's these two questions that are in the middle that I think that we need to pay attention to. Who has known the mind of the Lord and who has been his counselor? Am I so wrong to go to the Lord and say, God, what are you doing with Bo? My sweet daughter, Amy, and all of this agony and pain and labor, who are you to do that to this little one? Well, the second question that's here in Romans comes from Job. And if you've ever done some study in Job, poor Job loses everything. And then on top, of that, on top of that has these three counselors that come to him and you just want to say, Lord, would you just zap them and get them out of the way and take care of poor Job? 
And God steps in, and he addresses the counselor, and he rebukes them and sends them away. And then he and Job begin to have a dialogue, and you think, all right, God's going to step in, and Job, way to go. You did a great job. You know, I'm behind you 100%. But Job says some things that we don't really catch. But God's response is, now gird up your loins like a man. God says, strap in. This is going to get rough. Because I'm going to ask you some questions, and, and I want you to answer me. And so here's Job laid bare by circumstances and then laid bare by these counselors. And you think, Lord, would you step in and help him out? And then God just asked him question after question after question. And I read that sometimes and I'm like, why? God, why did that need to be there? But then you hear Job at the end. And he's just open-hearted, broken-hearted, but just so transparent with God. And so as I pondered, uh, sitting at home while Patty and others are at the hospital, uh, Lord, what are you doing? And it's just the question, Rick, do you trust me? Um, and we've all heard stories of, uh, of people that have had uh, issues at birth and they've had uh, defects and everything, and there's joy. Uh, some people at the church that I left in South Carolina, a couple guys, Down syndrome, so full of joy. Yes, there are limitations, but their joy and their radiance uh, was just so good to see. And so we come before the Lord. There's this good stuff that we talk about, but then circumstances hit, and we begin to say, why God? And sometimes we say, why God, with an attitude. Uh, and it's like, God, what are you doing? And so the question's here. Who has known the mind of the Lord? Who has become his counselor? Well, none of us would say, I know better than God. None of us would ever say that. But our actions and our thoughts betray us. And we're thinking that, God, I would have done it this way. Or, God, you shouldn't go down this path. You should go down this path. And so, I'm sorry, we all become his counselor. And then the other one, who has given a gift to him that he might be repaid? Man, if you're in this boat, uh, and maybe we all find us in this boat, Lord, look what I have done for you. Payback, help me. This is your chance to do good for me. I did good for you, you do good for me. And so we kind of need to put those questions inside, aside and say, oh, the depths of the riches of wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. And then just step right into because from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. And so when that hits, when the tough hits, uh, or just the attitude, you can't seem to find that. We were at uh, breakfast this morning, some guys, we were talking, uh, and one of the guys had a job. It just went home tired and angry every night. Not really, you know, didn't want that job, but just couldn't unleash that anger. It just kept being there. You know, it's just that, Lord, what are you doing? Uh, are you there for me? Um, this is about you. This isn't about me, Lord. Grab my heart. Grab my attitude. Uh, and then just so I can show one more granddad picture, uh, this verse. Uh, and I have this. It's right here because I need it a lot. My little hug from Bo. Um, 
I'm living vicariously through him in so many ways, uh, sleeping and all those things. <laughs> but Jesus says, come to me, all who are labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and le- learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And so I was down two weeks uh, when Bo was born, there for two weeks, never saw him, never held him, uh, because he was in the NIC unit, and that was hard. Uh, but then the first weekend of August, Patty and I made the trip back down there to South Carolina. Obviously, from those earlier pictures, uh, I got to hold him. But there's great joy in holding him and laying back and falling asleep with Bo on my chest. But to look across the room and to see Bo with Amy or Bo when he comes or Hunter when he comes home from work and he takes Bo and he leans back and you just see Bo nestle into them grabbing Hunter's shirt like he's got right here. What a beautiful picture of, Lord, life stinks right now. Uh, Lord, I'm overwhelmed, um, and I want it my way, but I want to make my heart follow hard after you. We're going to do the Peter things. We're going to blow it from time to time, but I just pray that all of us together collectively, as we work through good things and tough things, that we can just go back in our focus because from him and through him, it's all about him. Uh, That we would just have that mindset. Uh, You're called to walk a different path. This is part of that. Acknowledging God, putting self aside, and then making that walk with each other. So I just pray that we go that way, that that's our walk this year. Uh, you know, lots of tough things, uh, some injuries right out of the, the year, bike accident, tough, but we're together. And so let's just follow the Lord, uh, serve Him, worship Him, get to know Him, uh, and let's do it as a, as a body, a community of Highlanders. So let me pray for us, and we'll be done. Father, we love you. Thank you for the start of the year. Thank you for the students. Uh, Lord, each one a story that you're writing and I pray that they would just think about that. What are you writing uh, on their heart right now? Who do you want them to be? Where do you want them to go? And Lord, may they surrender that to you. Um, help us all to have that mindset and just that wishy-washiness that creeps in so easily. Lord, help us to be able to shut that down. Help us to be there for others that need help uh, and just getting their focus where it needs to be. For myself, Lord, thank you for the people that you've put in my life. Uh, that challenge me, correct me, rebuke me, encourage me, love me, all of those things. We need that. Thank you that we can rest in you, that your yoke is easy, your burden is light. Give us that rest in you, Lord, as we need it. Take us this semester, fill us with joy, the energy, the enthusiasm uh, to do what we need to do uh, and have a great time at it together. So we commit to you, Lord, in name we pray. Amen. All right, have a great day.